The following was originally broadcast on Northumberland 89.7 FM. For more podcasts and learn more about us, go to northumberland897.ca. And thank you for downloading this podcast. Today we're going to focus on Barrett's Christmas Tree Farm. And I have on the phone with me Diana Barrett. Hello, Diana. Hello, Mark. Thank you for having me on your show. Let's do a little history on Barrett's Christmas Tree Farm. Well, my parents started planting trees um, with my grandparents in the early 1960s. And once the trees matured, they were just trying to make a nice forest because trees are good for the environment. But they realized that they had planted the trees too close together and maybe they could sell a few as cut-your-own-Christmas trees. And I believe the first trees were $2 at the um, in the later part of the 60s. And my parents realized it was a viable business and then began planting trees specifically for cut-your-own Christmas trees. So I grew up in the Christmas tree business. In 2002, I came back to the farm with my family and uh, my young family at the time, and my husband and I continued on the Christmas tree business. And we've been planting new seedlings every year and uh, sharing our farm with the customers that come at Christmas and enjoy visiting the farm, cutting their own tree, and now they can see um, our farm animals as part of our petting zoo area, and have hay rides in the farm, and we also grow some natural decor and make some Christmas decor, garland and bundles of greens and dogwood and wreaths that we also sell on the farm. So it's changed a little bit over the years. It's evolved. How many trees would you sell in a year, roughly? We would sell 1,000, 1,500 trees in a year. Wow. That's a Last lot year was probably better than that. It was one of our busiest years ever. Are you finding that maybe that was the case because a lot of people were at home a lot and they needed to get into I. It seemed to me that it started sooner for Christmas than last yes, year. Yes, Christmas um, customers. I had Actually, I had my first customer arrive on the farm the day after Halloween, November 1st, really? and I went to see why this car was in our parking lot, and they were hoping to buy a Christmas tree, and I explained it was a little early that maybe if they waited a few weeks, they would have a chance of nurturing a live tree along until Christmas, but people were excited to do something that was a tradition. They wanted to come out and maybe try something new. That family had obviously never had a real tree before. And there were a lot more people home this year. Many people are snowbirds and go south, or they travel for Christmas and they don't get a tree, or they share Christmas at another home with another family, so there's one tree that several families maybe enjoy. This year, everybody had their own tree at their own house, and we were busier than we've ever been before. Obviously, they had to change the way that you did Christmas trees. Definitely. We spent our fall this year preparing... For we were unsure how the, the climate would be at Christmas, so we, we prepared for three scenarios. One, that we would be able to operate as we had in the past. One, that we might be able to operate just selling the retail trees and not having people experience our animals and our campfires. And our worst-case scenario was maybe we'll just have 20 trees cut and people will come into our parking lot and pick one and not get out of their vehicles, and we'll do, like, curbside pickup. But we were fortunate that it was 
not that bad at the time, and the province deemed it a almost an essential thing, part of a Christmas tradition, and they realized the risk was very low because everything was outside. So we spread our operation out. We changed uh, the ways uh, the customers flow through our operation. We made a separate exit, so incoming customers and outbound customers weren't passing. We built some kiosks to give our employees protection so that they were behind barriers. And we spread everything out so if there was lineups with people that were spaced two meters apart, the lineups wouldn't run into each other. So there was a lot of engineering of how it would all be laid out. And many of the changes we made were really positive. It really made us think about why things were here and what was sensible to have things laying laid out in a different order. And I think some of that will stay in the future regardless of whether we're in a pandemic situation or not. This time of year, uh, we're still in the pandemic. It's not necessarily a big time for you to be selling Christmas trees, but this is planting time for you, correct? Yes, it is. And the pandemic has affected our planting as well. Last year, we weren't able to get our seedlings as early as we had hoped. Some of our seedlings came from a small local producer that is a family-operated business, and fortunately they were able to provide our seedlings in a timely manner. But um, another portion of our seedlings came from a larger producer that relies on immigrant workers, and suddenly the immigrant workers weren't available to do the work, and they were scrambling to get help. They were scrambling to get the trees out of the ground, and their tree seedlings came to us much later than usual. And here we are a year later, and we're seeing the same type of thing. Were there extra costs for you for PPE and there, things like yes, that? Yes, there was quite a bit of cost. We we had to build buildings. We actually put electricity at our site in the field because we knew we wanted to do um, online um, sales this year, which was a huge advancement for us. We were really fortunate. There's a, a local person that has a marketing business, Shannon Thorndike, and she volunteered to help us set up um, a more advanced website and allow us that would allow us to do online sales and online bookings. There was a lot of expense and a lot of time and thought into how we were going to change things and improve things. I know one of the things that a lot of young families enjoy, and some of the older people as well, is they were able to get hot apple cider or hot chocolate, and I think that was one of the casualties this year. That was. We, We decided that serving food or drink would just be too much of a challenge for us. Um, just somebody would have to have been a designated server, so it would mean a, a designated employee, and we don't have running water, so that just was one more challenge. We, we put out many hand sanitizer stands and did things such as that to let people sanitize in between transactions and so on, but we didn't feel we were able to do the hot chocolate. I'd like to take this opportunity to allow you to tell people how they can find you. Well, we are just north of Dale Road between Coburg and Port Hope on Williamson Road, 3141 Williamson Road. And we have a website, barrettstreefarm.ca. And we also have a Facebook page, Barrett's Christmas Tree Farm. I want to thank you for taking the time today for talking to us about operating a Christmas tree farm, and I'd like everyone else to take this opportunity to focus on Barrett's Christmas Tree Farm.